Radio Podcast audience, welcome back this week. I am super um, honored today to have um, Valerie Rivera from Inner Solace Therapy with me today. Um, I Valerie is got she's got so many great resources, but she's also got a great story on how she landed in this space. So we're going to get to talk to her today about her journey um, and with these talking points in her work and her personal life and what that all means. Um, you're going to want to follow Valerie, even if you are not in therapy or you are in therapy and you don't need their therapy. She has just a great Instagram site that has great daily reminders like, You've been sitting at your desk all day. Here's a quick breathing thing to reset your vagus nerve. I mean, it's something that everybody needs. Or just if you're on a particular journey, or it just gives you good, quick reminders. And it just helps you. For me, it's kind of a reset. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's what applies here. So if nothing else, it is totally worth your time to follow her at Inner Solace Therapy on Instagram. And that'll be in our sources guide. But I met Valerie. Well, Valerie started following us on the pod, and I started of following her, but she's also worked with my husband, Brady. And so that's how I first heard Valerie's name and got familiar with her work. Um, she pinch hit for Brady's therapist when Brady's therapist was on uh, maternity leave. And that's a hard thing to step into. Um, and she d- did a magnificent job. Brady loved her time with her and learned from her. And from there, continued to follow her and kind of let me know all the things that she was doing. And so that's how I've gotten to know Valerie. We're getting to see each other face to face now for the first time. But um, so super excited to talk to her today. Um, Again, you can find us on all the socials. Um, I've mentioned Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter for now. Um, We'll see how that goes. (laughs) Um, TikTok, YouTube. But Valerie, thanks so much for being here with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be able to talk to you and and go through all of the life journeys and and explore the expectations that we certainly have for for ourselves and yeah. And all the expectations that people have for for us as well, right? Yes. Oh my gosh, so true. And we will get into that because yeah, you hit the nail on the head on that one. Um but we're going to go right into it. Let's start start talking with in your line of work and you have a family. I mean, you're you're doing lots of things here. Um, but how do you prioritize self-care in your life? You know, I think that most recently, uh, for for whatever reason, it's been a theme that my clients feel like self-care is selfish, right? Yeah. And I'm trying to normalize selfish as much as possible because we need to take care of ourselves, one, right? Because we can't pour from an empty cup. Nope. But some of the ways in which I do it for myself, like I do monthly massages. That is important Mm. for my body to, you know, release the stress. And that's one way that I do it. I take care of myself through like mammies and petties and haircuts and all of the things that we tend to overlook because those are the things that really help me feel good. Right. Yeah. And it helps me show up in various ways, but in generally speaking, you know, self-care is really anything that allows me to nurture myself through health and wellness. Sure. And I'm all about the basic fundamentals, right? I preach this to my clients all the time. Like we need good sleep, 
right? I get my six to eight mm-hmm. hours of sleep, depending on whether I'm going to wake up in the morning to go work out, or there are mornings where I'm like, I'm getting seven to eight hours today and I'm, I'm yeah. going to be okay with that. Yeah. Um, I'm a big foodie, right? So I love mm-hmm. to eat and the way that we eat is obviously going to provide us with all of the nutrients that we need to be functional yeah. in our day to day. Yeah. Um, and I move my body, right? I move my body mm-hmm. through yoga, through hit exercises, whatever it feels it needs, even if it's just through like walking. Um, sure. But I do these things consistently because it helps my mood stay at baseline or above mm. baseline. And I'm more productive in those ways. So yeah, yeah that's kind of how I look at self-care. Well, and I think, you know, you pointed to some really important things there. And I think in the line of work you're in, it's really hard to sell this if you're not doing it yourself, Um, you know, but that can be hard, though, because of of just all the balls you're juggling. But, you know, I loved your character traits you introduced. uh, You told me to introduce you with an ambitious, considerate, sassy, capable and warrior. And I think it's a confident, you know, a combination of all those things that are necessary to love yourself well enough to know you are worthy of this and taking the time to do that um, within that. But also within this, there has to be some boundaries work, I would think, in terms of making the time and space for all of these things. So talk to me about your boundaries journey. You talk a lot about boundaries on your um, Instagram and, and, and on your website. So talk to me about your journey with boundaries and how this is connected to you personally, but also really crucial in your work. Yeah. So my boundaries continue to shift based on what is important in my life, right? So for instance, in my Mm -hmm. early twenties, my life consisted of school and work, but I had much more time for my friends and social outings. Sure. And now my social circle, you know, they say, as you get older, your social circle should, you know, become a lot smaller. Yeah. Um, And it has, my social circle is very, very tight knit. Um, it's lessened because of the priorities in my life and how different my life looks, right? So now I have a family, I have a career, I have, you know, different types of goals and ambitions. And so I really have to gauge what is important to me and be intentional with how I utilize my time. So one of the things that I've learned is being able to say no without an explanation and without an Mm -hmm. apology, right? Being able to just say no, period, Right. Yeah. Um, being able to emphasize when the no is really about my own boundaries. Um, but this has been an ongoing practice because when I was growing up, I really felt the need to appease others. Right. I felt like mm-hmm. it was important for me to do that because of the fear that I may be ostracized. Right. Um, right. And it really wasn't until my probably after my 20s that I noticed how intense my body would feel every time I went against my own gut and my own intuition. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was surprising to me because I never really focused internally. It was always an external focus. Like, how is everybody else feeling? What is everybody else going to say and think? So I decided I needed to establish and implement these boundaries by asking myself how I felt in the moment um, before jumping 
into people pleasing behaviors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this this has also taught me that it's okay to change my mind without feeling mm. responsible for the way other people would interpret my no. Um, and and that's been a huge work in progress, and it continues to you know it continues to be yeah. in my line of work, um, even with my clients. You know, sure. when they say I really need this appointment at a time that goes against my own, um, yeah. my own uh, expectations, I, I have to be okay with saying that it's not going to work for me. But this is what yeah. I can offer you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that would be really hard to not bend over backwards because, you you know, you're in the line of work of helping people heal. Mm-hmm. And so being, you know, able to establish that, but also knowing you can't show up in your for, as your best self if you're not setting those parameters. If you're if you're violating a boundary, you're not going to show up as your best self. There's going to be other, you know, just kind of, I don't know, irritations or frustrations yeah. or, you know, why do you know, why do I allow it to, myself to do that? I am a recovering codependent queen. So I completely understand that. And I think, do you see that more in women than men? Am I wrong about that? It's, I feel like the culture has kind of really pushes the narrative in that direction, or is that just my experience? No, I I think that there are different expectations for men and women, right? And I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that one trumps the other. I'm just saying that in the way that society views women and the way that society expects women to show up is different from men. So one way that I have learned for myself and that I teach my clients is that if you're going to say yes to something, you have to consider what you're saying no to. So for example, if I say yes to going out to dinner at night with my friends, sure. I'm essentially saying no to having dinner with my son and my husband. Mm. And I just, I have to be okay with that. You know, I have to be able to say, okay, I'm saying yes and it's all great, but am I going to be okay with saying no to this? And sometimes it's, it's okay. And sometimes I don't feel good about that. So if you say yes, it's not yes. And that's it. It's okay. And what are you saying no to? So that's a really good exercise that that has helped me understand, you know, um, whether I'm going to be okay with it internally and and I get to move on. Yeah. I love that. That that's, Folks, there's your big takeaway. If you take nothing else from this today, that's such a great way to think about that. Thank you so much for that. All right. This is something you, I think you definitely know about just following a little bit of your journey, reading through your website, knowing just different health things that you've ran across in your life, taking care of our emotional health as much as our physical health. What does that look like for you? What's your journey been like with that? Talk to me about that. Yeah, you know... Being able to, well, let's kind of go back. Let's be aware first, right? We have to be aware of what is going on internally. And so looking inward is important in order to recognize what type of work we need to do. So as a therapist, you know, I hear a lot of hard things and it's real easy to carry those emotions Mm -hmm. with me. And it really wasn't until after doing 15 years of, you know, social work that I realized I needed to do my own healing work. I knew Uh, I myself came from a very, you know, traumatic childhood, had a lot of traumatic experiences growing up. Um, And I really felt like I had it under control. And there was this one client, right, after working with so many clients, there was this one client that for whatever reason 
I felt really, really triggered every time in my body. I just felt like I needed to do a lot of extra mental and emotional preparation before I saw this client. And I never, I I couldn't figure it out, you know, probably until a few months after working with this client. And in that moment, I realized I'm being triggered by this client because there's a lot of what she's gone through that reminds me of what I've gone through. Oh, wow. And it's time to sit on the opposite side of the couch, right? It's time to do my own work. And so I myself began therapy back in 2019. And it took me um, three years to find the right fit for me, you know? Wow. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was, you know, it was just the connection. You need to feel connected with the person that you're essentially opening up, you know, you're, you're sure you're trusting everything with things that you haven't talked to anybody else about. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I think, especially with you being a therapist, I think that's even more important that even you, and probably in some ways, I think for people that work in any kind of a medical mental health field, sometimes you can be the heart. It's almost like, you know, too much. Yes. <laughs> you, you know, in some ways, not that you, but I mean, because you know, you're on that other side of it, there's things that you look for and expect. Um, and so sometimes you can be, it can be the most challenging thing for you to be a patient to find all those connect points. Right. You know, it really takes, you know, at least for me, I want to be challenged, right? I want to, yeah. I want to be able to grow from my therapeutic experiences. And that's, that's kind of how I work with my clients too. I tell them like, sure. I'm going to push you. I'm going to push you. I'm going to challenge you obviously in a way that feels safe for you, but right. You're not coming to therapy because things are working for you. You're coming to therapy because things are not working for you and you want change in your life. So I'm going to do that for you, you know? Um, And so, so that's kind of what I put up front for the, for the clients, but it helps with the emotional health, right? It helps with the physical health as well. Yeah. Well, and you said it earlier and it's so true. You felt it in, you feel it in your body when something's not right whether you have gone against a boundary, whether you're in the company of someone who's having an experience that triggers you. And I will tell you that I ignored those body sensations for most of the first 50 years of my life. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I started paying attention to them that I was able to do the work and realize, you know, instead of seeing all these things that were coming up in my physical health as my body working against me, it was actually my body screaming at me. Enough is enough. We we can't carry this anymore. You've got to do something about this. Um, And so trusting that intuition and listening to that is so important too. And I think it's, yeah, but finding that match, finding that person you trust and not getting discouraged if it doesn't happen the first go round, but staying with it because you say something on your Instagram and I think it's, you know, not everybody's going to agree with this, but I think it's a really good point that therapy is for everyone in some form. Mm -hmm. You got to find your form, but I firmly believe, I don't know. I mean, this, I'm, I'm not a medical practitioner, but it just feels like that is just a really healthy thing for just about everyone, especially the world we're living in right now to have that something in place, that person you can go talk to, to unpack these things, to make sure you're not carrying this baggage around. Exactly. You know, a lot of the clients that I work with hold their thoughts in their mind and our our brain isn't formulated to carry all of these thoughts 24 seven. That's what our brain is for. So yeah, we got to be able to unpack that. We got to be able to explore that and, and, and challenge ourselves through that. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. How can we support ourselves and other women in living unapologetically? Celebrate yourself, right? Mm. Be your first, be, be your, if you need to be your only cheerleader, right? It's obviously more, it provides a lot more enthusiasm to have other people root for you, but you got to be the first one that shows up for yourself. You know, you got to celebrate your big, you got to celebrate your small victories. Yeah. You also want to be able to reflect on the journey that it's taken you to get Mm. to those small and big victories. Yeah. Um, I always felt like showing off right, was frowned upon. And it is to some extent, but you got to do it in a way that's going to be like, you are your biggest cheerleader so that other people will continue to, you know, stand beside you, stand behind you and root for you. Um, we, we want to be able to support one another as well, right? We need to mm-hmm. be able to cheer each other on, root for each other in our line of work. We need to support other people as well, because in return, you're going to be provided with the same encouragement and with the same type of enthusiastic um, realm that you need to keep moving forward. So yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to say this story because I think it's really important. You know, I recently told a friend of mine that's also an entrepreneur that I recommended for her to be featured in an online article that I was Mm. featured in. Right. Yeah. And her response to me was, thank you for saying my name in a room full of opportunities. And Mm. that really stuck with me because it was reinforcement to continue being somebody else's advocate or somebody else's cheerleader or somebody else's just to empower them. So yeah, yeah, when you show up for yourself, you're going to have other people show up for you as well. Yeah, I think that's so important because we need each other. And especially as women, we need each other. And you talked about something earlier. I think the culture has told us showing off and bragging aren't really showing off and bragging. There is nothing wrong with celebrating your victories. That is not that is just acknowledging the work you've done. But I think it also gives people permission to do the same, come along with you and do the same, especially when you're promoting. And I love that example you used. I mean, I had a situation yesterday where a, a podcast that I, I follow, I like, but they, they talk about a lot of the same things we do in their own way. It's not this, you know, in their own way. And they got um, nominated for this really cool award in the podcast world. And I was like, I congratulated them. I'm like, that's so awesome. That's amazing. Congratulations. Um, because there's room for all of us and there's the more we rise up and rise up together, we just make space for there's, you know, we don't need to have this kind of, I don't know, mindset that there's not enough for everybody. Exactly. And the scarcity mindset, right? That's what it is. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I love those examples. Thank you so much. All right. The importance of setting and coming back to your values and your why and everything you do. You have, like, for your business, you have your values listed on your website. Right. So, so you that you live by those values. Are those values that you had in your personal life that transferred over? Talk to me about your values and why journey. Yeah, values values change, right? Again, right. I don't have the same values that I had when I was in my early twenties, right? Yeah, values change, but they are the guiding point in order to recognize where you're going yeah. and and how you want to show up for yourself and for people. So they really do help me understand what is important in my life. And very often 
I have to remind myself of my why, right? Mm. Why am I here? Why am I doing this? Why am I going through the struggle? Um, You know, and, and my why is rooted in, for me, it's rooted in freedom. It's rooted in power, in security and safety, because Mm. that is how I want to live my life and how I want to show up for my family as well. Yeah. My, my yeah. values do change, you know, as things progress sure. in my life. Absolutely. And as circumstances shift, I also must do reevaluate, right? Reevaluate, right. reassess how some of those same values will help me or even hurt me and my family moving forward. Mm. Um, it, it's, it's an ongoing process that requires a lot of flexibility and a lot yeah. of careful consideration. And yeah. if, Again, it's a guiding point. And if I yeah. can go back every single time and remember, okay, why am I here again? Oh, yeah. Okay. Right. Keep moving forward, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, especially, you know, especially when I think it's hard, especially for women as we're going through and doing all the things. We've got the work. You've gone on an entrepreneurial track that's a, a unique track and different from some people in the therapy world. It's really unique and, and, and brave, but takes some time and work a family, and then you're just going through the normal family stuff. I mean, everybody has heard this fall about everybody's sick all the time because we've been cooped up for the last three years. And now we've gone back out into the world and and the viruses are sitting there waiting for. So on those hard days when you're like, oh my gosh, he's sick again. I'm sick again. We're sick again. Why am I here? Why am I doing this? I think it's important for us to have those things, but also the flexibility. I think that's so important. I think we can get locked in sometimes and it's good to step back to like, does this align with who I am today? And you mentioned something earlier, I think was important. Is this doing damage or good? Because if it's doing damage, it's not a value you should be abiding by anymore. Well, I was going to say, you know, again, the value that you created for yourself earlier on may have been what you needed to get you to the next point, but then it may no longer be beneficial for you, right? So you have to change that value. And so values have to be changing. And if they're not changing, you have to ask yourself, are you stagnant or what is going on, right? What are some of the fears that hold you back? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's all. I think that's a whole podcast by itself. That whole fear thing, I think, because what I find too, for me, I mean, I'm 53 and I like get to a lot of women, people my age, and they kind of get stuck. Like I'm, this is how I am. I'm not going to change. And they, they end up just kind of living this flatline life. And it's easy for us all to get caught into. So remain learners, examine the season you're in. My values are not the same as they were five years ago. My kids are in their twenties and, you know, mostly gone most of the time. Um, So my values shouldn't be the same. What am I investing in? Where did, you know, and, and, and being willing, but also the fear piece. I think the fear piece is a big thing. Fear of what people will think, fear of showing up differently and the responses and and just and maybe fear of confronting some things that we've never taken the time to confront. I mean, you talked about earlier how you had to step back. You were getting triggered with a client and that was like, I got to go face this fear. I got to go knock this down. I think that was such and such an important thing that we all need to remember. However, it shows up for us. Right. Yeah, and even in that moment, right? I was doing damage to myself as a, as a, as a person in general, right. But as a professional, I was probably not giving 
all of my attention, my professional attention and the way that I could have with this client. Right. And so I had to do something about it. I had to challenge myself to do something about it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. We've mentioned expectations a few times already, but living out of your own expectations versus others' expectations. Talk Mm -hmm. to me about your expectations journey. Expectations are a protective factor. They really Mm -hmm. are, right? They they help keep us safe to a certain degree. And Mm -hmm. sometimes our expectations also can harm us. They can hurt us because we maybe don't reevaluate how those expectations are showing up for us. Um, sometimes these can be maladaptive, right? Meaning mm. that we're doing some disservice, um, some damage to ourselves um, mentally, emotionally. Yeah. Um, and they, they hold us to a certain level of standard that mm. could also be suppressing in how we grow and how we mm. develop. Um, it creates disappointments for us because we are maybe self-sabotaging based on our, based on our past experiences, right? So expectations are another one that we always should be reassessing for ourselves in the moment. What I've learned is that it's okay to have a baseline for my own expectations because If we don't, then we have to be able to understand when we fall below that baseline that that is going to create a different set of emotions, right? That's going to create sadness. That's going to create even anger or frustration. Um, But above our baseline, that's what helps us grow because we feel motivated, right? We feel enthusiastic about changing something about our life, whether it's personal or professional, Right. And, you know, some of the things that I continuously have to challenge myself on on a professional level is, is another therapist doing something better than me or doing Mm. more than me? And then Mm. I I really do get into this cycle of I have to catch up. Right. And then I find myself kind of like in this ongoing uh, like hamster wheel and I'm not getting anywhere because I feel so overwhelmed with all of these unrealistic expectations that I put on myself. Yeah. And how yeah. unfair is that to me and to my clients, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think we do that. I think that's a habit we can fall into. That's a great example. So what? Do, how do you know when you're crossing over into that's my expectation versus that's their expectation? They're being whoever out in the world, family members, clients, the person in the grocery store, your mom. How, what is your signal that you are crossing over that line? Ooh, when I don't feel good, when I don't feel Mm. good, when my mind, when my brain starts to hurt, when my Mm. body starts to feel exhausted, you know, again, internal exploration is what really guides me to question, what am I doing again? And why am I doing this? And I recently had that. I spoke with my husband um, two nights ago, as a matter of fact, over dinner, I was telling him, you know, I feel like I'm trying to do so many things at once with my, you know, my business and I'm pretty much losing my why. And Mm. I don't even remember why I started wanting to go on this journey, right? Like (laughs) I need to go back and I need to reflect on how is this going to help me 
you yeah. know, a year from now or even six months from now. And sure. when I did that exercise, I was like, oh, yes. Okay. I remember the goal that I have that, you know, hopefully two years from now, I will be in this stage or at this level in my life professionally. Sure. Yeah. But I needed to do that because I was really losing myself and I was mm. probably drowning a lot of my emotional health in the moment. So yeah, yeah. Um, really when I compare myself to others, I have to ask myself like, is that really what you want to do though? Like that works, that may work for them, but that's not, that's not a part of your personality. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And where's this driver coming from? Exactly. Is this coming from a healthy space or do we need to take a look at that? Yeah. I think, again, it goes back to, I mean, we can beat this drum and I talk about all the time, but your body is going to tell you if you are betraying what is true to you or not, but you just have to be willing to, to listen and not push it aside. All right. Um, accepting the layered aspects of ourselves. Talk to me about your layers journey and what that's looked like for you. Well, you know, again, growing up, I really was disconnected from a lot of my reality, you know, Mm. which means that I was disconnected from my body as well. I was disconnected from, it was a lot of survival mode. Right. Mm. And, and as I've gone through my own healing journey, I've learned to be more aware, more self-aware of what all of these different layers entail for me. Mm. Um, and, each layer really symbolizes something, whether it's a personal aspect, a professional aspect. We have to ask ourselves, where is this coming from? What mm-hmm. story is attached to that layer? And mm-hmm. is it like a present story? Is it a past story? Is it a story we're working towards? You know, I do like this right. strong approach with my clients where I talk about like past, present, and future. Yeah. And we want to be able to connect those, right? A lot of what we have in store for ourselves moving forward, it's probably because of something that we were missing growing up Mm -hmm. or something that we were missing, you know, in our early adulthood. And so when we start to connect the dots, we really do start to understand a lot of where those layers are coming from. Okay. Um, I think that there's so much shame that we ourselves can encompass through rejecting our own layers. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's like Brene Brown says that if you were to put shame in a Petri dish, right, it would just grow and grow and grow. But you want to be able to understand how you change the direction of that growth, right? It doesn't have to be um, shame. It can be something that allows you to feel more connected with yourself in in yeah. a challenging way, right? Um, yeah. I'm still learning about my many layers, yeah. But I definitely do it with a lot more compassion than yeah. when I was younger. You know, I, yeah. I I'm able to recognize that I am in control, that I have the power to do things for myself, and I get to invite people to be a part of those various layers if mm. I want. Yeah, I think that's really, we have a choice in that. You know, we can't control all the things that happen to us, but we have a choice in how we view those things, what we know from them, how they inform us. And I think you talked about stories earlier, and I think stories can be an interesting thing because there's a lot of stories that we will tell ourselves. And I think we automatically, without some good guidance, direction, 
in touch with ourselves therapy Mm -hmm. can give a truth to stories that like, okay, is that truth or is that just a story or narrative or thought that was sold to you, but also pulling apart those stories and those narratives to identify what's actually true and not just taking everything. Well, that's true. I'm thinking that that must be what is true. Right. And you want to ask yourself, like, what's at your core, right? If you were to peel back all of these different layers, like what sits there that is your foundation that we tend to overlook or tend to forget because we get bombarded with, again, all of the expectations of society and, and, you know, we lose ourselves in the moment. So, yeah. Figure out what, yeah. what, what, what is at your core first. Yeah, that's a great way to look at that. All right. Um, in summary, in living out feel, finding empowerment, embracing layers, how has this affected your relationship with yourself and then in turn the quality of your relationships in general? Yeah, you know, when when I was younger, I attracted a lot of unstable relationships because that's all I knew, right? Mm. I, I, I wasn't taught how to value myself. I wasn't Mm. taught what that even really meant or looked like. And so I accepted whatever anybody was willing to give me. And um, again, I talked about how I was really disconnected from myself as, as an individual and through the exploration of finding out who I am and who I want to be and how I want to show up for myself, my clients, my husband, my child, you know, um, I've been able to recognize that who I was before isn't necessarily going to serve me, um, a healthy purpose right now. And so that's been through, you know, my husband has really helped me navigate that a lot as well, because he showed me, he taught me what it was like to be in a healthy relationship. Yeah. Mine too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and for, for a long time, I fought him on that. Cause I was like that, that, you know, I, I, I like when my clients say, I'm in this relationship and they offer me all of the things that I've always wanted, but it's boring. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, it's boring because your system, right, isn't dysregulated. And you've learned to live in this state of dysregulation. Oh my gosh, yes. And now that things are, you know, copacetic, that doesn't feel normal to you. Yeah. So we do have to change the way that our system lives in a day-to-day. I think that's such an important point. And I am navigating that myself. I have, I came from pretty, um, lots of mental, emotional health trauma growing up. Mm-hmm. And also accepted anybody who would show me love. All right, great. That that must be a good thing. Um, and also learned to, to live in a very hypervigilant state, yeah. like always watching, waiting for the next shoe to drop kind of state. And I'm I'm really I'm trying to work through coming out of living that way. And I have ebbs and flows with that because it's hard to believe, I think, for some people, but I feel unsafe living yes. safe yes. because I'm afraid I'm gonna miss something. Um so I think it's, you know, going back to that core and examining why is it that I feel that way? But I, I have a really hard time with that, of, of breaking that mold of like, why would you want to live like that? And it's like, because that's what you know, that's what mm-hmm. your system knows. Yeah. So that that familiar safety and not like just watching for the next danger doesn't feel safe. Right. There's this... Um 
there's an acronym. It's called TYPES, okay? And I think this is really important for people to be able to check in with themselves because when you go through um, unstable relationships or unstable home environments, it, it targets all of these areas, right? So the first one is trust. And what you're saying is you didn't trust yourself or you didn't trust people to show you, right, what it yeah. is that feels like love or what it is that feels like um, connection, Sure. So trust. Intimacy is also another thing that becomes really difficult to manage. Intimacy with yourself. Can I be by myself yeah. and am I okay in my own company? Or yeah. do I need to be with other people to validate, right? Or yeah. people yeah. scare me even, like being with people, sure. right? Um, power and control mm. are combined. So power and control, Mm. how has your power and control been affected? How has it been taken away from you, gone against, Mm. you know, you? And and are you able to figure out what a healthy level of power and control looks like? Ah, Right, healthy. Because we then, you know, a lot of my clients will say like, I'm type A. I have type A personality characteristics and traits. Okay, great. That's helped you navigate, you know, your your way of life and it's helped you be successful. But also what you're saying is that that's really that's really triggering for you and your relationships, right? Yeah. Because you want to you want to control everything and you want to assert mm-hmm. a certain type of power over everyone and that's not mm-hmm. there. Um esteem, how has that affected your self-esteem? Mm. Um do you depend on your own esteem? Um you know, thoughts, or do you need validation from other people? Yeah. And then I think that one of the most important ones out of this one is safety. How safe do you feel with yourself? How safe do you feel with other people? And Mm -hmm. are you able to navigate what it's like to recognize when you are in healthy or unhealthy relationships? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for that. Thanks for sharing that. Cause I think that is a really important thing to, to, it's, it's good to have those things that you can kind of step back and then when listen to what the answers are, I'm like, ah, okay. And Mm -hmm. it can give you some clues to, to where you're at with that stuff in in dealing with all of, of these things, because it does, it affects us. And if our relationship with our self isn't in a good space, it's going to be very difficult. I think impossible to have really good outward healthy relationships. Oh, yeah. Um, it's just, just, they don't, the two cannot coincide. Right. Um, you cannot have that imbalance. All right. Um, we are down to our rapid fire. Name five activities that nourish you. Intentionally moving my body, mm. listening to good music, you know, and my vehicle is really where I blast it. Um, spending time with my tiny human and my husband, eating (laughs) a lot of delicious food and Mm. sitting anywhere beachside. Uh, me too. I'm yeah. Same, (laughs) same. Oh, I'm, I'm a total beach girl. I'm a beach girl and I'm a mountain girl Mm. and and I'm living in Lubbock, Texas. That's a, that's a, uh, we didn't we didn't work out that piece, but that's for another day. Um, but I can totally relate to that. Um, five words on how you want to feel the next six months: confident, grounded, <clears throat> empowered, energetic, mm-hmm. and healthy. 
Mm, all right. Good stuff, Valerie. Thank you so much for your time today. So many good things. Um, don't worry, people. This stuff will be in your sources. It'll be on our website. You we, you can find this stuff, the TYPES acronym, the talking about what we talked about earlier. When you say yes to something, what do you say no to? Those are two huge takeaways from today, from all of this stuff. But um, you don't want to miss all that Valerie has to offer. Again, um, her website, her social media sites, and know the Inner Solace Therapy and we talked about we talked about this with Blend Health in um, December, but inner solace therapy is is um, rem- virtual therapy, teletherapy. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, so, Valerie, do you just work with patients in Texas? Yes, How does I that only, work? I'm only licensed in Texas, so. If you okay. are in Texas and, you know, we have a special focus on trauma, specifically childhood trauma and uh, relationship okay. difficulties and struggles. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And your website will be in the sources. You can check that out, but anywhere in Texas. So if you heard some things today and you check out these sources and you're like, I think this might be my person, she can help you um, via the teletherapy, which I think is such a great gift for people um, these days that we really kind of tripped over in full speed during COVID, but mm-hmm. actually it's taken a whole other, I think it's been a great addition um, to what we've learned about what we can do and what's available to people. So, um, so thanks so much for that. Um, but yes, you, people, you don't want to miss these resources. Um, so helpful just on a day-to-day basis. Valerie, thanks again for your time. So appreciate it. I know it's valuable and you've got a look going on. Um, if you've got any questions out of this episode, um, friends out there, you can email us embracinglayers at gmail.com. You can DM us at Embracing Layers on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Love for you to go on um, your favorite podcast site and and rate this podcast. That's helpful to us. But um, we so appreciate Valerie's time today. And we hope that you've learned something and got some great tips from this. And we thank you for joining us and have a great week. Thank you.